Guys, we are back. We are. This is the fourth time we're recording <laughs> this. <laughs> um, it's been a while. I've said that four times now already. All right, yeah, people don't care. So we've done this. Nope. We've been in Pure Gym for around five months. You're six. The January rush is over and we've had a lot of questions. We've seen a lot. So we're just trying to, we're, we're just going to do a bit of a quick, Q&A, get through as many questions as possible in a decent amount of time of the most common things that we've heard, seen, etc. So let's jump straight into it. So I know that one of your clients has asked you this and has asked us to speak about it. It's training around an injury. Yeah, yeah. Injuries are obviously a big thing when you're in the gym. Um, as you get older, you just seem to get injured more there's two ways we've seen both ends of this hasn't haven't we we've seen people hurt the finger and then won't train for two years yep throw the towel in altogether throw the towel in on food won't walk just say they're they're injured and that's it shut down not doing anything then we've seen the other side of it where say a bad back where people come like crawling in or they've got the flu not that it's an injury but it's it's an illness they've got the flu and they'll come in the gym still, and you're like, no, you should be resting. A lot of it's common sense, isn't it? A lot of it, and I think a lot of people, as more so in the past, I think, have relied on, like, us to go, no, you need to be at home. It's like they needed that reassurance yeah. to go, please stay at home. It's like it takes that pressure off them to go, well, I, well, I wanted to go, but they told me to stay at home, and it's... There has to be an element of where you go, right. And again, there's loads of memes flying about saying or um when when you've damaged your shoulder but then you still carry on. Again, that doesn't sound funny at all, but the meme is quite funny. But you're just going to make it worse. Me and you are guilty of this. Yeah. We are well we had a bad shoulder at the same time for a very long time. And we just did things we shouldn't have done. And it ended up being a two-year-long injury. Mm, mine's still sore. Mine has its, mine has its days, but there are so many things, and this is why having a coach is like amazing. But there's so many things that you can do around an injury. So again, yes, if if you have hurt your knee, there are leg machines you can still use in the gym that takes the pressure off your knee, and sometimes, and I and. I want to say this with a massive pinch of salt. You can't have a massive pinch, but you know what I mean? Sometimes it's about going. So what we'll do when we get a client in and they've got an injury. So I've got Steph. Steph came to me maybe six months ago with a bad knee. And now she's split squatting. But I've only got her or, or helped her to get to that point by going does this hurt? And as soon as she said, yeah, right, no, we stay off it. Some of it's trial and error, isn't it? Because I remember you could do stuff with your shoulder that I couldn't and vice versa. So sometimes you have to go, right, bang, no, that hurts, cutting that out. There are adaptations for everything. Um, but again, assess your extremity and go from there. That's all we can say. But this is a probably point where I'd say a coach will massively help you because again, to see Steph's knee, to see how Jeff's coming along with his training, is a, it's because there's still so many more things that can be doing. 
a lot of injuries are weakness, aren't they? Yep. I've got a lady starting with me on Monday and she's got quite a weak back and that's our aim. Again, we've not properly sat down yet, but she wants to strengthen her back and some of it is just weakness, knees, that can be a weakness. Yeah, you back, it, so, Back's a very fine mm. line, isn't it? And this is... Most people have weak backs. So like people yeah. will say, oh, I don't squat because I've got bad knees. And you're like, oh, you've probably got bad knees because you don't squat. Like, um, most of the injuries are because people don't train. Like, no one really deadlifts day to day. And most people have got bad backs. Like, And then you've got, like, tight hamstrings. People can't touch the toes. And then bad backs. It's usually, like, um, it's usually, like you say, a weakness or a... Um, what you call an imbalance it's usually something along those lines like I can't I try to squat before I'm trying to rest my shoulder for eight weeks doing this new program but I met one of my mates before in the gym and trained and he wanted to do legs so we started on the barbell and I literally couldn't put my arm on and I'm quite good flexibility um, especially in my upper I've not broken anything upper um, but I couldn't once I set up under the bar I, I got the pain in my shoulder so it, this is where a coach will come in or having that education where I just swapped over to a goblet squat and goblet squat was fine because of the placement on my arms and I managed to squat with him but I couldn't do barbell squat and with our clients that's all it is it's just going right let's try this does that hurt no right that's don't do like with Jeff I can t like cable crossover we don't do cables on the hand with handles because it's it, 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 it affects his elbow so now we know by taking the handles off, we can hold it in a neutral grip and, and we can do that. And that's all it is. It's not special. It's just me having the education, him having the common sense and and understanding to go, yeah, they're sore. So right, we don't do that then. And we just adapt his program as he can. And then you just get used to what you can do and what you can't do. And then you implement new things in. And then before you know it, with time and with patience, you can still train. You don't have to throw the towel in just because you've got an injury because then when you do come back after six months and you've done fuck all, it's going to be hard then to get back on because not only do you have to fix that one leg what was injured, you also have to fix your other leg, your ass, your core, the body fat that you've gained because you've not done anything, your confidence, your fitness levels. Yeah, there's always things that you can do, but sometimes you just have to use a little bit of common sense so you don't go crazy. Absolutely. Okay, question number two. This has come from two or three of my clients in the most recent two weeks. Creatine. So obviously Gav's the nutritionist, so I'm going to let him take over here. So I've obviously, like they've questioned me about it and I've said, yeah, it is, you know, we're, we're not massive on pushing supplements, but that is one that has many benefits and then one of the ladies said mm, I've read it can um, make you retain water so I'll let you take over creatine thoughts um, yeah well again different for other people like most people majority of our clients probably don't need it um, it's something you have anyway within your body it's called creatine monohydrate that's what you would buy just buy the powdered one it's cheaper but when, let's say, you're doing a press-up, because you, most people know what a press-up is, that first little movement, that burst, is your, is, is your creatine monohydrate. That's your creatine phosphate that kicks in. So by having and supplementing it, it just allows you to train a little bit longer for a little bit harder, but marginally. It's not massive. It's not going to take your deadlift or your squat from 
50 kilograms to 100 kilograms it might take your squat from 50 kilograms to 52 kilograms with time and with patience it's not going to shoot it up it's one of the most um, research supplements that there is it's pretty cheap to buy they're now talking about it can help with like alzheimer's app again i don't from what you read i don't think there's massive researching i think it's pretty new so again i wouldn't push it for that reason if you're having it you'll get little benefits but not life-changing if you're not having it it's not going to ruin your goals brilliant okay so protein intake i obviously always recommend that it's spread over the day now you've read a little bit of research haven't you that this may not be the case anymore but let's just take it as simple as protein ideas now or let's even expand this meal idea so i've had quite a bit of this going and bored yeah <laughs> yeah like you can it it can get very boring so what i say to my clients is you make a list of all the meats you like you like it you make a list of the veg and the salad that you like or you know just eat it and then list carbs so rice pasta wrap balm whatever and then just do a culmination of the three and even if you have to go monday chicken wrap tuesday turkey salad wednesday tuna salad whatever but it's not support and again sauces can make a massive difference can't they mm. that they, they can massively change like the taste of a meal and stuff but there's only so much that you can do when you've when you are in that more disciplined mindset of you know it's not like going to subway and you've got all meatball marinara on a on a foot long it is you know it's it is quite but then i i don't know whether i'm being harsh because i am quite a a boring person when it comes to food like it doesn't bother me like we've had chicken and veg for what nine days <laughs> nine days check now us check us out i know yeah where's my abs bodybuilders but that just doesn't bother me at all so what what do you say to yours when they say meal ideas uh google like i'm not a chef and I've got better at saying this that I'm not I'm not a chef. People expect, don't they? And they do. People think that it has to be these chef restaurant five star meals for everything. And you're like, I'm, I just can't get my protein in, but I'm getting bored of chicken. What should I do? And you're like, and it doesn't help that a lot of people can't cook. Like a lot of people, like we eat the same meals pretty much all the time. Yeah. But like people expect these like fancy, like crazy meals that we eat and we're like no we have chicken rice and broccoli i take the piss out of chicken rice and broccoli but it's not a bad meal to be fair nah, we have it but we just spice it up a little bit don't we like we put like a bit of sauce with it we don't have like your boring like boil your chicken and like all that kind of stuff but when you break our meals down it's the same thing like mince we're gonna have meatballs tonight with chicken meatballs like we could make the chicken mince into chicken burgers you have to have a little bit of book. You've got Google. Just Google. Just Google high protein chicken meals, high protein beef meat, and there's people out there that do that for a living. So you could just get them for free, and then just cook. A lot of people can't follow instructions as well. I'm listening to a podcast about this, um, where people will try to like 
bake a cake quicker than it says bake a cake and this is the same with fitness and weight loss and all that but you've got you just have to take a little bit of what what's the word i'm looking for um accountability a little bit of being an adult and doing it yourself like you don't as a coach i'm not i'm not your chef like there's millions of me but i just google and go that's all i'll do if you ask me what i've got some ideas on me i'll just google it because i'm again i can give you what i eat but that doesn't mean that you'll like it with your protein you do want to space it out i would recommend most people space it out it is come out it has come out like you don't have to but most people can't get in one sitting the amount that they need god no so if you space it out it just gives you a better chance because protein will fill you up more than the other carbs and fats so if you need 150 grams most people can't sit down and eat 150 grams of protein in one sitting so this is where i would recommend that you you, you space it out um same as breakfast we had the conversation this morning after after the boot camp on who eats breakfast and some people did some people don't i i never used to i do now but for most people starting off i'd probably recommend that you have it just to get that burst of protein in because at the end of the day when you've missed a meal and you missed the opportunity to get your 20 30 grams in most people can't catch up um and again it's not going to kill you not to get your protein but if you don't get your protein in over time your body will just break it down for your muscle and this is what happens in slim world and weight watchers so you do lose weight but you go soft and it's really hard it's harder to build muscle than what it is to drop body fat so you want to do everything you can to keep your muscle one of them ways or two one of the main ways is is making sure you get enough protein in probably go 1.6 per kilogram but again this is different if you're massively overweight and you're four or five stone overweight i probably wouldn't use your weight you try and go on a your goal weight because again if you're if you're if you're really heavy you probably struggle to get those numbers in but again this is where a coach can coach can help yeah um, it's difficult isn't it to yeah. give such generic advice on something that is so personalized isn't it? so personalized yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. Um, you don't need to go two grams like bodybuilders and PTs are telling you. Um, you don't need it. Yeah, you don't need it all the time. But I would probably space it out, like you say, um, because again, it is really hard to cram what you need in one meal. Yeah, I just think it also allows people to find out what they like and what they don't like. Yeah. Um, especially with bars and yogurts and shakes and everything mm. that's available. So, yeah, that's a question that I've had class-wise sort of before and after classes um a lot of people so a lady came up to me and said that she'd paid for a pt with somebody else and it was more of her technique like how can she correct the technique and technique is vital isn't it in getting your lifts getting the most out of your lifts them hitting the muscles that they need to my online clients, I, I, again, I do enjoy online coaching. I do. It's just something that I think me being such a people person, to not have them in front of me every week, I feel like maybe I'm not doing enough. And I am because they're getting results. And someone's sister came up to me and said, my sister's looks amazing and she's online with me. So I like catch up with her every four to eight weeks in the gym, go over her techniques and then first four weeks compared to her second four weeks so we met up at the four week stage was phenomenal and because technique is so important and it's difficult to try and watch somebody else in the gym or even to follow some some personal trainers to be honest because we've seen some shockers mm. on videos especially around a split squat 
I mean, there must have been 10 yards in between. I mean, A, you shouldn't be putting your foot on a bar. Yeah. Like, I don't agree with that. Yeah. And it's... Techniques, deadlifts yeah. as well. I would not even attempt a deadlift without speaking to someone who knows what they're doing. Maybe at your local gym, there's someone who can help you talk through deadlifts. But, yeah, people... And we see it so much, don't we? And we, we sort of wince a little bit when people aren't focusing on technique. Like, or... So how would... So, so what would you sort of recommend for that? Obviously, first one would be to get a coach. Even ask, even ask a coach for a one-off session. I've been asked that before. Can, yeah. can I have a one-off session with you to go through techniques? Um, need a mirror, don't you? That's one, like, definitely yeah. need. Like, we don't really like mirrors. Never used to have mirrors in our gyms or anything. But we was always coaching every single session. No one came in and just did their own thing. I was doing deadlifts with one of my clients the other day for the first time. And then I told him at the end, do not do these when you're not with me because, and he'll tell, tell you himself, it, he just was not getting it. And there's a lot of teaching points on a deadlift. There's a lot of like movement patterns that you do. It's like a hinge movement, but people will pull from the bottom of the back and really easy to pull you back doing deadlifts. So yeah, I just told him, do never, never ever do these when, when you're not with me and we'll practice these at the start of most sessions just to, just to get it. Um, but yeah, the, without a coach, you would just have to watch videos online use a mirror just so you can follow the video watch yourself do it again if you are in a gym but again that will come under getting a coach you could ask a pt to show you um yeah without asking without actually speaking to a coach i would the only other way you could do it is to watch a tutorial video there'll be plenty out there that you could watch and then do it yourself in front of a mirror just so you can see the but just don't do what most people do go and set a bar up when you don't really know what you're doing and then just yank yank the fucker up because likelihood is you're, you're gonna you're gonna get injured soon and again once you've done your back it's it's not a nice injury that affects everything um you can regress the main lift as well it's not just about right barbell straight no, away no. i'd always go kettlebell kettlebell yeah first, like. so kettlebell like for like a deadlift for a straight leg deadlift which is the hamstring i always start my clients on dumbbells mm. so um i actually got a video of her yesterday because i was really proud but she she's gone from and i mean when i say not knowing and you know we laugh about it she had no idea it took me weeks and we just had to go right we'll try again next week we'll try get it's fine it's fine let's go to the hamstring curl machine whatever but she did it yesterday with a bar and even another pt has commented going her technique is absolutely perfect and it is and it's persistence with it as well it really is and you know we got her up to 35k yesterday which for a girl who couldn't do it with two twos is just unbelievable because that's what having a coach and persisting with something again there wasn't a week where we just wrote it off because she couldn't do it and went right like you like just like you said to your client we'll do them but don't do it on your own this is what i said to her like you're not to obviously do these on um on your own so on her solo session it was machine based but it is it's a it's persistence and guidance. That's yeah. what it is. Guidance is a big one, yeah. Um, yeah, that's abs. Uh, it's a common one. I always get asked it. Um, yeah, how do you get abs? Made in the kitchen. 
aren't they? Which mm. is really, really cheesy, isn't it? Mm. But we all have abdominal muscles. It's just for, the, I'm, I'm going to say the majority, there's too much fat covering it. So how I always explain it, and in my head it's brilliant, but when I speak it, it sounds absolutely shit. But imagine six potatoes, right? Yeah, hear me out. Yeah. Six potatoes covered by a duvet, could you see them? Nope. Covered with a plastic bag, could you see them? A clear plastic bag. Mm, Cling film? Mm. Yes. So, yeah, he is, he is, he's nodding. Cling film is a low body fat, a duvet is high body fat. You, you can see the potatoes, you can't see the potatoes, the potatoes are your abs, potato theory. But that's what it is. Again, I don't know what planet these where where someone is grossly overweight. I don't mean gross as in horrible. I mean like big, or and they're worried about abs. You think least of your problems. Yeah. Like absolutely, you just need to drop some body fat. They're there. You've just got to show them like muscles. So I'm telling everyone with, with two ears or one ear. I've been in a deficit for ten days. Because Ooh. I'm telling everybody. And it's so difficult. It is. It's hard. But it's actually not as hard as I thought. It's took me long enough to actually be asked. But, like, I do have a quite... Not a lot of muscle mass, but I've got muscle mass. But you can't really see it. Because I have put on a little bit of body fat over the past few months. So now it, I'm, I'm going to try and strip that body fat back so you can see it a little bit. And that's all it is. That is literally all it is. You need to have one goal. And this is what I've said to a girl who's starting with me next week. So she, she bombarded me with muscle, fat loss, weight loss, toned. And I was like, calm, right? We're going to focus on one goal at a time. Absolutely have your main have your main goal in sort of in the back of your mind and bring it to the forefront when you need to. But yeah, we need one goal at a time and we agreed it was fat loss because it if you have too many, and this is where I've struggled, I think, massively, is you could drop fat but then be gutted because you can't see any muscle, but you've not lost enough fat to see the muscle yet. But then you could you, you could be get on a Dexter scanner, in-body scanner, whatever, see that your muscle's gone up, feel pleased, but then you can't see it you, because your fat's not moved. It You've got to pick a lane, haven't you, and stick to that lane. Yeah, yeah most people come and go like, oh, I just want to get like abs, and you're like, it's not going to come from your stomach. Like, it's a very stubborn area to lose weight anyway. So if you're four stone, three stone, two stone overweight, it will come down from there eventually, but don't expect it to be the first place. It's going to come from your collarbones. It's going to come from your face. All the little shitty areas you don't want it to come away from. <laughs> you're not asked about. Yeah, and it's the it's the abs that will come down. down. They will come down, but you can't pinpoint it. So when you, get, you see people using the crunch machine in in the gym and you're like oh if you just actually squatted or you actually just like i think I, oh craig said this actually before but like if you just people would burn more, more calories putting the weights back than doing that stupid machine um but a lot of people like and i've had clients with it where they'll go like oh, i just want to do some like ab exercises and that and you're like you've got abs because you can do press-ups and you can squat well you've just got too much body fat on them and then 
so to get I'm gonna sneeze. No I'm not. No, I'm not. Um, so to get that body fat down, it is going to come away from. It's going to come. I am going to sneeze. Um, it's going to come from your nutrition, and a lot of people will just do like ab classes and then think you can run it and think you can. But at the end of the day, you can train all day. But if your nutrition is shit and you're not in a deficit, you're not going to lose the body fat needed to get your body fat down in your stomach, so you can see your abs. And also, it is really fucking hard to get abs, proper abs. Like, to see your abs, especially your bottom two, it is more difficult than people expect it to be. It's it's not torture. It's like a religion, isn't it? Like, you have to... You cannot falter from your plan. Like, you can't. Like, we've seen it. You've done it. We've seen it. And it's like, it's really... If you are just a, a normal person who likes pizza, who likes a wine on a Friday, do you know what I mean? Who... It, it's not for you. Just just accept that, right? And just aim to be, to, like, more more toned yeah. or, you know, fitter or have definition, mm. you know, in, like, other areas. But, you know, if you're going to be hung up on that, you're going to live a very miserable life. And do you really want to go to the grave going, I'm really happy. I spent 70 years wishing for abs. Yeah, and you get people like, because, like, I have a clients and I go like oh I just wish like I had abs and you're like you don't really need abs obviously to get the health goals that you want and when you talk to them but if you actually concentrated on just building your back a little bit and building your ass a little bit your abs would look and your waist would look smaller anyway because your upper back would be bigger your ass would be bigger but you don't need a six pack to get abs like and again the exercise that you're thinking of now of doing what you would know what you would think to get abs they're the they're the bottom of the list you need to be doing compound lifts squats deadlifts push pull you need to be doing some like kind of cardio for your fitness but again with all that if you are not in a deficit with your nutrition you're wasting your time nice yes right well we're gonna go because this is meant to be quick and it's 26 minutes Find us on Instagram, The Fat Loss Coach. You should put up the in front of your Instagram. I think that would be really cool. The oh, fat no. Yeah, definitely. There you go. The Fat Loss Coach, because he's going to do it. And I'm Lee, the PT. Come and follow us on Instagram. Ask us any questions that you want answering. We will be back. I actually really enjoyed this. We will be back. But stay safe. Have fun. And eat the pizza. Don't wish for abs. Yes. Smell you later. Boot.